Blog Talk Radio. Yes. You know, yes. the, the way things have mm. just uh, 
turned around and transformed and uh, uh, sorry to those who are, who are getting away with things uh, many, many years ago. Now they can't. They, they, are, they are being caught red-handed. And uh, what do they say? You can't, when, when you have a picture or a video, you can't, you, you can't run away. You can't run away. For you can't run away. Mm. No, you can't. All right, Noah. Hey, good morning, Madensa. Morning, Roger. Morning, everyone. How are you doing, sir? Morning, morning, Mr. Oh, in India, we're doing good. It's going to be slightly cold, I think, somewhere in the 50s. Uh, in okay. the past, we've had above 70, so <laughs> it, it's, it's cold. We can't, we can't complain. We're not in Canada. We can't complain. <laughs> <laughs> You know, the interesting thing is that I was just about to say, Roger, that when it is, begins to get in the 70s in Texas, then you begin to wonder how it is on the other parts of the country or the continent. We are in the 70s here and the high 60s, so uh, I'll just let it sit there. Let it be right there. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah, because somebody told me that, uh, there was somebody I was talking to you to the other day, they told me that in Colorado, I think it's not, something like that. Oh, oh, yeah, in the mountains, in Colorado is in the, in the Rockies. You expect that? Yeah, yeah, I know, right? <laughs> I'm waiting for our guest to call in. He's ready to go. I do not know what is holding him back. And uh, that, that's... Uh, we, we're going to be talking about uh, uh, orthopedics and trauma uh, issues and uh, things like that. He's got some interesting things to say about that. One of the things we are also going to discuss is health insurance in Zambia, health insurance. So how are the patients or customers uh, dealing with those things? Um, he, he shared some interesting stuff with me. So Dr. Shadik Lungu, uh, we are waiting, I'm sure whatever uh, his challenges are, we, we shall get through. <laughs> we shall get through this. Um, so that's what is going on there. Um, I do not want to start anything on the political arena here because there's too much going on. So <laughs> it's uh, that, <laughs> that, that's that's another story there, but we need to talk about medical insurance because at times you can just go way wide on something. Um, also, I noticed that uh, one of the things that we, we, we also need to pay attention to is uh, basically what is going on in our community generally and uh, how we need to navigate uh, things around that. We, uh, Roger, we are prepared. I don't know what, uh, what is going on on the Canadian side. Rayama, uh, good morning. Good morning, uh, Mr. Kam. How are you this morning? And how is Texas? Here in Pennsylvania, it's a little bit rainy. I'm doing good, uh, Rayama. Yeah. Mm, okay. Doing fine, Yama, doing fine. You know, I find it uh, very strange when somebody calls me Mr. Kam. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> 
fine, fine, yeah. We're doing okay. We're getting ready to to discuss orthopedic and trauma issues here and health insurance in the Zambian citizenry. A population of how many are we now know? Fifteen, sixteen million? What's our population? Uh, where? In Zambia? In Zambia, yeah. Officially, they are running. Yeah, it's somewhere in the 18. In the 18? 17 to yeah. 18. Officially, it's 16. Oh. Okay. That's, that's interesting. Yeah, so... In a situation like that, we, we need to establish um, what, what you see when you have a population like that. We need to look at uh, um, 17.35. So we are running very, very close to, to 18. 18. Oh. You say that was 2018, right? Mm. Wow, 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 wow. I'm telling you. Um, so, how are the. I'm looking at uh, what you call it, the health services uh, with a situation like that. Um, uh, but, but that's what I want us to look at and sort of address that issue and find out what is happening here. Um, my guest is having challenges with the switchboard number. Anyway, I've told him to call me, but um, we, we shall be... I don't know why at times it does that. Some people do not have problems, some people have problems, and... Uh, well, yeah, yeah, if he's using, um, uh, especially MTN gives problems. Uh, oh, okay. So ask him if he's using uh, uh, Airtel. Airtel is better. It comes through quick. Oh, okay. He's using MTN. Uh, yeah, he has to use, if he has Airtel, Airtel is much better. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure we will get around it. We shall get around it. Mm-hmm. Okay. So now, in a situation where we have, uh, what do you call it, 17, let's say 18 million people, um, and you have a situation where, we've talked about these things before, uh, Yama, where you have one scan, one, what do you call it, a scanner? And it's only Lusaka, and only certain services can be provided for Lusaka. This gentleman is on the copper belt, and that's the reason why I'm eager to talk to him because he's not talking to oh, Lusaka. Okay. Yeah, he's on the mm. copper belt in Chingola, actually. So, and he's trying to establish a private. Uh, he's actually done all the paperwork and whatever goes on and things like that. He's trying to establish a. Uh, what do you call it, a private practice. So my concern, and one of the things that I asked him was uh, about insurance and all those things. So that's 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 what we're going to be dealing with uh, right there. Okay, Ms. Lucas, good morning. Good 
Good morning. Good morning. Florida. Uh, here where Florida is right next to the White House, we are fine. <laughs> oh, really? You know the, the, the joke I'm trying to make. Whatever the president says, it, it happens first in Florida. <laughs> anyway, we are fine. Nice and shiny and sunny here in Florida. Hope it's uh, uh-huh. nice everywhere. Okay. Yeah, the temperatures are sort of, uh, what do you call it, um, good. Everybody gave their temperatures and their weather settings, whatever they are. And it's looking like because they are nice. Yeah, looking forward to um, hope the guest is able to connect back. Okay, Dr. Longo. Hello, Nathan. Yes, uh, you managed to get through. Excellent, excellent. <laughs> yes, I did. Welcome to Zambia Block Talk Radio. Thank you very much for hosting me. Yeah, we are live on the air, and uh, I'll tell you this, the beauty of this is the world is your audience. Uh, everybody, uh, we are honored to have Dr. Shadrick Lungu. He's an orthopedic and trauma surgeon, and he does a lot of consultancy work there. Uh, let's get straight into it. We've already lost like 12, uh, 10, 12 minutes here. So, exactly. yeah. But it's fine. We, 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 we want to hear what you, we, we're looking forward to hear what you have to share. Um, so right. how did this begin for you? How did the interest in medicine come about? Is it, um, you know, the usual African story where, tell us, how did your interest in medicine start? Where did it start from? <laughs> it was not my interest at all. <laughs> my interest was... Uh, <laughs> My interest was engineering, and okay. mechanical engineering, to be specific. Mm. So when um, we were in our um, final year of the 12th grade, then it was called Form 5. Uh, the University of Zambia used to send uh, forms which the students, the uh, graduating students were supposed to fill in, and we were told on which day they were going to bring those forms. So we asked to prepare three options of what we wanted to do if we made it through to the university. And in my mind, me- uh, mechanical engineering was first. Mm-hmm. Second was architecture. Uh, third, I thought, I, I think I put teaching, but I didn't fill in uh, the forms at that time. Then when I went home, I met and sat with my father and told him about the development as we were going towards the exam. Yes. So he tells me, oh, uh, engineering is out of the question. <laughs> I don't even know whether I understood architecture <laughs> because uh, <laughs> my father did not go to school. So, but he was working in the engineering department for the mines, the mm-hmm. Zambia Consolidated Copper Mines then. And he had been observing the behavior of the engineers he worked with. So... <laughs> not to have been impressed with the way they conducted themselves, particularly over petty issues like uh, feeling jealousy of each other and him being a, 
uh, one of the lowest within the hierarchy. Mm-hmm. Uh, they would uh, send him to go and make some tea. Uh, can you clean here and that kind of thing? So d- during that um, situation, you'd see people do play the juju thing, whether it was true or not. That is uh, neither here nor there. Okay. So when he told me that, he says, no, you can't go into engineering. But the other story which was going around in the mining areas was that uh, doctors used to get a lot of money. And oh. because there was so much money, mm-hmm. uh, they never went with their bags to the, to the bank or the pay point within the, the system. They would go with their helmet and they started school with the, <laughs> the quads. <laughs> And uh, from that perspective, we said, no, you should become a doctor. And, you know, during our time, I'm sure I knew it was the same. You mm. never argued with your father. No. So I went back to school uh, the following day, and uh, we had to fill in the form. So okay. the first two options that I had were the second and third, because now medicine uh, went top on, on the um, selection list. No, okay. That's how I found myself into in, medicine. In medicine. Why yeah, orthopedics? Why orthopedics? Orthopedics. Yeah, the orthopedics is a story to orthopedics. Because of my background of um, liking engineering, and I was good working with my hands. Mm-hmm. So when I was in the... I finished my medical school training, and uh, I was now working as an intern. I enrolled in general surgery. Okay. But uh, at the time when I enrolled in general surgery, that's when the MMD government uh, was coming to power. And uh, before the elections, the MMD campaigned broadly that um, they would bring doctors to various places, in rural places of Zambia, and... um, when I applied to go and do general surgery, uh, the then Minister of Health, Dr. Benfes Kawimbe, yeah. uh, and his team, they flatly that year to sponsor anyone to go and do specialization in the um, School of Medicine at the University of Zambia. So I was one of those people that they never got the scholarship. Okay. And out of frustration, <clears throat> I decided to quit. But uh, the quitting was the twofold. I had just gotten married, and my wife was working for the mines in Muflera. Mm. And uh, once in a while, we'd exchange calls and talk about our conditions of service. And my wife, who was one year behind me, was getting so much money than me. <laughs> in the government. <laughs> in the government. So I decided to dump the government, and that's how I applied to join the mines. And that's how the mines took me on and I started working for the mine. So one day while we were in theater, I was working with an orthopedic surgeon. Mm-hmm. Said, oh, the University of Zambia has started the postgraduate training in orthopedics. I saw this is my opportunity. Then he says, but here nobody is interested. So I said, no, sir. I, before I joined the, the mine, had been accepted to do general surgery. Okay. So I still want to go back and do my postgraduate training. So he says, okay, I'll give you the letter from Professor John Jellis, who was heading the orthopedic department. So I didn't write directly to the university. I wrote to the professor of orthopedics that I was interested. 
to the university, and that's how uh, I was accepted to go and study uh, orthopedics. Okay, interesting. Uh, and uh, that that year we were four of us, but two did not uh, come to start the program, so we remained the two of us in the whole and program. The, after the in the whole program, after wow. we did our first year, and the two of us passed. My other friend, Stali, had gone to Botswana for a visit. He got a job in Botswana, and he never came back. So I <laughs> remained alone in the, in the department and finished my training alone. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. So, Dr. Dr. Lungu, te, te, I, I, I really need to understand what is orthopedics and because you are an orthopedist, I hope that's correct terminology, and trauma surgeon at the same time. So tell us what orthopedics is and the relationship it has to trauma. I think we've lost the guest. Okay. I was wondering what was... Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. I think he dropped. In, That's a good question. Must be the response is a good story here. Say that again. No, I'm saying that the I gentleman. Say... Oh, okay. Go ahead, Mitchell. No, 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 no. I was saying, I was saying Nathan's question is a very good one. I'm looking forward to the response. Mm. No, oh, you were no, saying. I'll just... I was just saying I like the way the gentleman starts. I think he looks like he's a good storyteller. Yeah, that's why because we were him and I were were going back and forth how we were going to do this. Because you see these are not uh, um easy discussions. You have to really navigate through some things and get to a point where uh you understand certain things. Uh I'm sure he's trying to call back in. Um, let's see what happens here. Okay. Um, okay. Yeah, Dr. Lungu, continue. Yes. So, orthopedics is um, a conjoined word or name. Uh-huh. Also, Greek means straight. Pedis means child. So the art of orthopedics started way back when children that were born with deformities uh-huh. were made straight through either surgeries or casting so that, for example, a limb which is bent like in rickets or, yes, in rickets, they bring it straight. That was the art of orthopedics, and that's how the art of orthopedics was born. So over the years, uh, it has extended into fracture management, tendon management, joint management, uh, nerve management, and so on. Okay. How is the what's the relationship between orthopedics and trauma? Um, a lot of times, when one is involved in, for example, a mine accident or road mm-hmm. bike accident. Um, there is a lot of stuff that is uh, broken. There will be soft tissues that are broken, but the bones may also be broken. And there's a deformity that comes about. 
So you manage the trauma from the effect of um, that high energy uh, on the soft tissues, and the soft tissues, the general surgeons will deal with that. But even a trauma surgeon will deal with such uh, injuries, including the bones that have been injured in trauma. So mm -hmm. there will be conditions, for example, a child is born with a, a foot which is a club. So you correct that foot and you are doing orthopedics. You have an adult who is involved in a, is involved in an accident, and their limb is broken and it's facing in the wrong direction, and you put it right. Uh, uh, that is happening because of trauma. Uh, this mm -hmm. is where is orthopedics and trauma combined. Okay. You you mentioned. Uh, uh, can you just go through that list? Which uh, to which uh, what do you call it orthopedics as as uh, what do you call it as ten has not just been restricted to to bone. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh -huh. You said so fracture tendon. Uh huh. The, the fractures we deal with the fractures, tendons, ligaments, um, sometimes muscle, uh, uh -huh. the, the joints, uh, the nerves. All these uh, are encompassed into orthopedics. But there's a gray area where the neurosurgeons mm -hmm. come in. The neurosurgeons deal with the brain, the spinal cord, and the nerves as they get out of the spinal cord. So the, mm -hmm. you may find that uh, you have uh, um, a spine a problem that you are dealing with. You may invite your colleague who is um, a neurosurgeon and you're working yes. as a team. The orthopedic surgeon will deal with the bones, while the neurosurgeon will deal with the nervous system. So there are these gray areas where uh, we meet as a different specialties. Okay, what are yes. some of what what are the most common, uh, if I may use the word, injuries that you deal with in related to the orthopedic? A line of uh, medicine practice? The first and the commonest one is trauma resulting into uh, fractures. So fractures will vary from, uh, depending on the bone or the part of the bone that uh, the body that has been injured. Mm. But uh, here in Zambia, as we go into the mango season, there are what we call mango fractures. <laughs> this is a, a that we have termed here in Zambia and probably in the tropics also in the other African countries where mm -hmm. during the rain season, as we get into the rain season, the mangoes are uh, grow, uh, getting bigger and ripening. Yes. And children, particularly boy child, will be pushed by the girl child to say, oh, there's a, a nice ripe mango there. And you know how it is being a boy. You want to show off to this girl and you, <laughs> you go to the end of the branch and you <laughs> the branch breaks off the the tree and you come, the boy comes down. Tumbling down. They tend, tumbling down. And they tend to suffer injuries around the elbow. Okay. So, yeah. So some of these injuries are seasonal, but the trauma ones, like worldwide, Road traffic accident tops the list. So trauma is one of them. Okay. But generally speaking, 
uh, as the population is uh, getting older, we tend to have a lot of degenerative conditions, for example, osteoarthritis. Mm. The cartilage is worn, particularly of the knees. The hip mm. will also follow. Yeah, the knee has a reason why it, it affects our women folk more often than the, the hip the because the knee is, the, even the men, the knee is the most unstable joint in the lower limb and it is a weight-carrying joint. This is the reason why we see a lot of um, uh, ladies or women with uh, pathologies within the knee. So that is one other area. Then we have these simple, simple tumors, uh, like what we call ganglion. Uh, these come from various age groups, from the young to the old. And these are not emergency situations. We do them as elective planned surgery to remove those, those lumps. Yeah. So in a nutshell, we have the trauma side and the non-trauma side. Okay. Trauma and non-trauma. One of the interesting things, uh, Dr. Lungo, I'd like, uh, I'm sure people be interested to know this. You, you, you have addressed the aspect of the needs. Uh, being the weight carriers, and yeah. that's number one. And then secondly, I, I have, the hip surgery is so common. Um, uh-huh. w- 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 what causes this? Let's talk about, I'm sure the knees, when you say weight carrier, it explains. Let's start with the knees first of all. Why does it happen at a certain point in the age of a person? <laughs> <laughs> Even your car suffers wear and, wear and tear. <laughs> so whoever designed the car was coming uh-huh. from God or the creation of uh, human beings and animals. So yes. every joint is protected by cartilage. Now, this cartilage, as we grow older, due mm-hmm. to wear and tear, uh, we begin to see that... Um, the bearing is wearing out. And in so doing, it begins to give someone pain. And the more pain they get, the muscles around the knee, they waste away, they become thinner, and the power reduces. Mm. And that leads to the knee being unstable. And because the knee is unstable, the wear and tear worsens. And this particular condition for the sake of the, those who are listening in. Mm-hmm. It's common mm-hmm. in people that have four Fs, the letter F. Okay. This is in females that are fertile. Most women that have this condition have two or more children. It mm. is also seen in uh, people that are on the heavier side that are fat. And it is also seen in people who have the family history. Okay. And the fifth is the, those who are on the fair side. So it's a common condition in females. But the other reason is that um, the knee is affected the most because each support is a hinge joint. Each support is purely by soft tissues, the ligaments and the tendons and the capsule that are around the joint. But the hip you've alluded to is mm-hmm. the most stable joint. It's a bow and socket joint. 
even the hip is also a weight-bearing joint, but because yeah. of its stability, it's not affected as quickly as we see in the knee. And as we um, gain in age, as we grow in age, the tendency of the wear and tear is mm-hmm. seen more in the elderly than in the young. And this is why we see that above the age of 40, that is the other F, sorry, above the age of 40, uh-huh. this condition is very, very common. So in both, in both male and female. In both male and female. If you call me, Doc, my uh, aunt is uh, 73. Uh-huh. She's on the heavy side. She has uh, 12 children. This is the background we are coming from. Uh, she's um, in the family, even the great-great-grandmother uh, had a similar problem. Already I'll start thinking in those lines that this could be osteoarthritis, but of course there's an element of examining the patient. Okay. Okay. Yeah. You are listening to Zambia Block Talk Radio. We are speaking to Dr. Shadrick Lungu. He's an orthopedic consultant and trauma surgeon. My colleagues who have called in, if you have a question, your lines are open. You can just jump in as we quickly switch to talk about... uh, Health insurance in Zambia. Uh, Dr. Lungu is an author, is a motivational speaker, and they are just getting in the process of opening doors to a private clinic in Chingola. The best part about this, Valungu, is it's not in Lusaka. It's not in Lusaka. I need to underline those words. And my friend in Canada is nodding his head. He's like, yes, 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 yes. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Before I let my colleague come in, um, this what you have described here, Dr. Lungo, these are expensive procedures. Yeah. These are expensive procedures. Let's talk about health insurance or insurance in general or how are these things paid for in Zambia? The insurance um, route is just um, being discussed now so that it is implemented. In fact, it has, it has just been implemented and being ironed out. Mm-hmm. But all along, all these procedures were paid uh, by way of cash. Those who were lucky, who were supported by their employers and, and, mm. and the like, through insurance, then they were able to pay through that route. But um, the insurance scheme, for example, the one that we see in Zimbabwe is not the same as the one we have in Zambia. Zimbabwe has been in the insurance, um, health insurance uh, scheme for many, many years. I don't know why Zambia has delayed, but now we are waking up to... Uh, Zambia got in the, Zimbabwe got independence in the 80s. Uh, could, would you mind sharing with... Yeah. Would you mind sharing the insurance scheme or system they have in Zimbabwe? What it is is that um, when a patient goes to a private practitioner, for example, mm-hmm. uh, there are scheduled uh, fees that the insurance will pay for. So if the procedure falls within that scheduled pricing, mm-hmm. the patient will be supported by the insurance by paying that amount of money. But let's say the procedure is slightly 
more uh, the fees, more than what is scheduled for the insurance. The insurance will pay its bit, then the balance it will be paid by the patient. That is yeah. the Zimbabwe. That was that was Zimbabwe. That is a, this is uh, what yes. you call it. This is government. That that's government. Yes. Okay. Okay. And what are we? What is coming up in Zambia? What is, what arrangement do we have in Zambia? In in Zambia, there is um, talk of uh, having the insurance both for private as well as the government, and the schedule is being um, worked out on how much uh, one should pay in the government institution and the, the private uh, the private sector, and the insurance mm-hmm. scheme is also engaging the private uh, institutions uh, in way of getting to agree on these fees. Yes, that's how it is. But at the moment, most people are paying cash. Hmm. Yes. These are expensive procedures, Dr. Lung. <laughs> yes, but generally speaking, uh, you find that um, if... Um, uh, an old lady has suffered an injury that requires a total hip replacement. Okay. It falls back on the family. Of course. So you find that the family will get together, they contribute money, and then they pay both for the implant and the procedure. Yeah. Mm. And I think mm. the health insurance might come in handy to help to pay for these, these procedures. Because a lot of patients may not access uh, this kind of operation because people don't have the money. Mm. Which which centers, before I let uh, my colleagues come in, uh, Noah, uh, Kant, my Canadian, the people from the north here, uh, which centers or places in Zambia are able to conduct this type of surgeries? Um there are a number of um, centers in Lusaka, but now Ndola is able to do uh, the hips. Mm-hmm. Um, Lusaka, there's uh, the University Teaching Hospital. Uh, uh, I think Care for Business, the Zambia Orthopedic, uh, Zambia Italian Orthopedic Hospital, now called for John Paul II. Uh, there's um, another institution called Bates Cure Hospital. Uh, they're able to do those things. We okay. started here in Chingola at KCM with a team that had come from Durban because mm-hmm. they were sponsored by the manufacturers of these implants. And okay. uh, while I was at, while I was at uh, KCM, uh, we did uh, an operation for a lady who came from all the way from Choma. Wow. So we asked her, but why have you... Uh, <laughs> gone over Lusaka to come to the copper belt. She says, no, the fee was... Okay. Uh, this MTN number, Roger, is... Uh, mm. is, uh, is something else. Yeah, I know. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah it's, it's interesting. Uh, I know it's going to call back here, and I'll let you guys ask your questions because we have a few minutes to go. Um, my main concern here, uh, Noah, is uh, 
And you know, our population is getting older. Some of us are already getting into that bracket or age range. These things are expensive. And I can Zimbabwe, which got independence yesterday, be advanced and aware. That's not acceptable. Yeah, yeah. I think it, I know uh, you mentioned we shouldn't mention politics, but I think the uh, response <laughs> And I'll no. you, you, oh, sorry, we say you don't start your statement with no. You see, the issue is life has become such that you cannot discuss anything without going political. Exactly. It, it's no longer just it's no longer just restricted to the so called developing world. Even where we are here in the so called first world, you cannot discuss anything without going political. Unfortunately, that's where we are, and uh, that's just the way things are. Okay? Uh, that's another good question, sir. Balungu, um, where were we? What were we saying? Um, the, the centers where these operations are being done. Yes, you said the lady said, you asked her why she came to, she skipped Lusaka. Oh, oh, oh yes. The, the 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 fee was um, reasonable in the sense that um, since we were doing it as a teaching um, procedure, particularly the nursing staff, the theater staff, uh-huh. who have not been exposed to that kind of procedure, so her being, for lack of a better term, a guinea pig, um, we had to only ask her to pay for the implant okay. and not the procedure. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. uh, so the same plan is underway, and the good thing is that uh, these um, uh, suppliers of these implants are willing to, because these are capital-intensive uh, uh, pieces of equipment as well as yes. instruments. Yes. Yeah. So the manufacturers and suppliers of these instruments have um, given us a leeway that. If we buy the implants from them, mm-hmm. then they can supply us with instruments to use to perform the operation. Wow. Which becomes a lot easier. And they, when I was on attachment in South Africa, that was the mm. system they were uh, using as well. Many hospitals, for example, in Pretoria, where I was, mm-hmm. uh, they would um, uh, get the uh, instruments on loan but they pay for the implant. And that cost is transferred to the patient who is going to pay for the implant. So it works out a lot easier uh, okay. that way. So the instrument might be in Ndola or Lusaka. So if I have a planned operation in Chingola, I'll just call the supplier that on such, such a day, I need this, uh, this instrument and the, the implant. And then we do the operation, and that's the plan. Mm. Okay. Yes. Okay. I, Ro, uh, Roger. Uh, Noah. Yes. Uh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. I've, I've, I've got a, a few questions here. Uh, very quick ones. Uh, Dr. Lung, welcome. My name is Roger here in, in Canada. Thank you. Yeah. All right. Uh, now I'm confused because the, 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 as you were speaking, so many questions were were coming. Um, the first one, what is the average cost 
just uh, average of doing uh, the, the procedures you do in Zambia and Kwachi? The average, the average cost for a hip replacement, and it, this figure I'm giving you uh, was um, eight, ten months ago. It's 30,000 no, yeah. kwacha per hip. Uh, when you said per hip? Yeah, because the patient has two hips. Oh, okay. Oh. <laughs> mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and usually, if a patient has the, uh, one bad hip, there's a tendency that uh, you may have to work on the other hip as well. So we're talking about uh, 60,000 kwacha to do both hips. Mm. Mm. So this is, as you were talking, Doc, uh, this is uh, all done uh-huh. by uh, families contribu- contributing. Because this is a lot of money. Yes. I, we have average a lot of money, a wage yes. of about 5,000 kwacha. Yes, yes. It's, it's a lot of money. Yeah. A lot of money. And you know, uh, this is where those who can afford it, they mm-hmm. pay for it. Yeah. But comparatively, uh, outside Zambia, in Botswana, in, uh, f- uh, for example, in Zimbabwe or South Africa, it will cost much more than that. So those that have money, particularly our white folk, mm-hmm. uh, they'll rather have the operation in Zambia other than flying elsewhere because the cost of flying, the cost of the operation is yes. way, way uh, more expensive than what it is here in Zambia. And I can give an example. One of my teachers, professor, uh, flew his mother from England to Lusaka, and he gave the mother to the friend to do uh, the operation. Uh, she recovered, put, back, wow. put her back on the, on the plane, and flew back to England. And the cost wouldn't compare with the total hip replacement done in England. I can't believe that. <laughs> So yeah. if you did the, uh, uh, how much marketing are you are you uh, doing? If you um, um, you are cheaper than the region there, you, you should be having a lot of customers, doc. Um, you know the rules of the Health Profession Council of Zambia does not allow one to advertise. So the only oh. way one can um, uh, pass the word around. Mm-hmm. Is through the patients themselves, or for example, you're on radio or television talking about the, the uh, kind of procedure you're doing, and if the, um, the listeners phone in, so how much does it cost? Then at that point, you are obliged to give the um, details. Okay. But you can go and get uh, airtime. Very quickly, Nathan. Sorry, to close to cut you short. So. To me, oh, yeah. what it sounds, Doc, I've seen uh, other doctors here where they, are to, they, they explain all these problems, like on YouTube, and thereby you are also advertising. You, you, you don't advertise, but you're just explaining stuff. So we, 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 we need you on YouTube, Doc, like yesterday. We need you on YouTube <laughs> so that people can <laughs> just see, and then if they want to call, they'll call you. Yes, yes. 
So uh, I think yeah. it is important that we begin to use the um, technology to our advantage. Yes. 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 Nathan was talking yeah. about social media. We've we'll been yeah. touched, though. We need to do we'll that. We've been touched. we work together. Yeah, we, we need to, because before we talk about the private practices establishing in Chingola, Roger, let me allow, I don't know if he, uh, no one's got any questions, but uh, we're Bella here. Uh, yes, uh, I have a question uh, for Dr. Dr. Longo. Thank you very much for uh, coming to share your, your experiences with us. It sounds like you're doing some very exciting stuff. You, you sound I very exactly. I'm happy. Is this better? Sorry. No, just yeah. saying uh, yeah. I like that you're doing stuff outside Lusaka. It's always nice to hear uh, such developments <laughs> happening uh, behind Lusaka. This is Edwin. Sport. <laughs> yeah, no. So the question I had was, uh, I mean, the cost when you mentioned the cost, I mean, compared to the USC, that sounds like relatively like a very cheap procedure. Uh, but I'm just trying to understand yes, like yes. the the customer base within Zambia. Uh, so like when people are purchasing insurance, are they planning for these procedures or are they purchasing the insurance uh, just to protect themselves in the event that they need these procedures? I'm just trying to assess like from. Uh, a risk perspective for the insurers, like are they dealing with patients who are just buying insurance because they need healthcare immediately or they're planning for it in the long run? Most of what is happening at the moment, it's like saying you have um, uh, our parents here and you're away from from home. So you know the, the our parents would require um, these health services and mm-hmm. refuse to put her, her or him on the insurance so that uh, on that particular day when she needs this service then she comes with that cover to the hospital that is happening uh, quite often a lot of people have put their relatives on insurance they've paid off for this particular but not necessarily for the hip replacement so these are things that uh, are being looked into in terms of uh, the insurance to, to the masses. Because in the past, for example, in the government institutions, up, 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 up to about the age of, um, I think, if I'm not mistaken, 60 to 65, they mm-hmm. were not uh, supposed to pay for any services in the hospital because of them being senior citizens. Yes. That anyone below that age was supposed to, to pay. But when it comes to um, going through uh, these uh, hip replacement, knee replacement, uh, most government institutions don't have the, one, the skill, secondly, the facility. So they are left to go to the university teaching hospital or the other hospitals in Osaka. But most of the other hospitals in Osaka are private, and the one has no choice other than to, to pay from their pocket. Mm. Doctor, very quickly, talk about the, the, the clinic you are, you, are, you are about to open those in Chingola, and uh, they talk yeah. also about the, the radio talk show that you do on Radio Chingola. Oh, all right. Um, the clinic, we should have started this clinic in 2018, when I, I deliberately decided to uh, quit 
to go on in early retirement so mm-hmm. that I begin to do my own stuff. So I left in 2018. Then I was called back for uh, seven months or so after staying away for almost four months because I was asking them to give or honor my terms. And four months later, then they said, work will go by your terms. And that's how I went back for uh, seven months. But after that, they, I was given another contract for two years. I, I turned it down so that I concentrate on what I was supposed to be doing. And the house where we're living, those that uh, are aware of Chingola in Third Street, it's a fairly uh, big surrounding. The house is big. And the plan was to vacate the house, go and live mm-hmm. on the farm, and uh, turn this particular property into the clinic. Okay. But at the time when we were planning that, that's when the gassing thing, uh, those uh, commotions <laughs> that we heard about. <laughs> so that we were happen. able to go and live on the farm because one of our friends at the farm was attacked and attacked, uh, attacked very badly. So we couldn't move. So the situation kind of stopped us. But fortunately enough, one of my workmates, a junior officer, walked into my office at the time and told me that she was uh, selling the house in Chikola, which okay. is a highly density uh, populated area, Chikola to Mpala, Lulamba. So my wife and I went to check the, uh, the same property and we found it was uh, fairly okay. So that's how we started making plans to open there in Chikola and you probably come and open this in the in medium and long term uh, okay. and the bigger facilities. But the plan is the clinic in Chikola will work as an uh, outpatient department. Okay. And all the patients that say uh, will require surgical intervention have arranged with the South Hospital and North Hospital to give me space in theater as well as the ward. So that if I need to operate on this particular patient, we agree on the date, we get into the hospital, we do all that is required, operate the patient, recover the patient in the hospital, uh, a day or two, discharge the patient home, and then review the patient at our own facility in Chikola. And Mm. that is the plan. But of course, there will be these daily visitations, the malaria, the pneumonia, uh, okay. the coughs will be dealt with as such. Excellent, Doc. Excellent. And people can yeah. listen to your radio orthopedics. Uh, what's the name of the radio show again on Radio Chengelo? Oh, yeah. Uh, on Radio Chengelo, it's uh, Health Matters, as well as it's a local radio station in Chingola called Shakaina. Okay. A radio station. So on Shakaina, uh, I'm picking various topics in orthopedics to make the community aware about uh, these conditions, what they can do, if they can do home remedies, or they need to get to the clinic, and that kind of thing. So yes. it has been going on for the last um, uh, four months or so. But Radio Tengelo, I started way back in 2008. Mm-hmm. Um, but radio changing and, and it's still, still going? going. It's still going on. Yes. Okay. It's still going on. Mm. Mm. Excellent. So everybody, if yeah. you need to 
uh, here, uh, Dr. Shadrick Lungu. You can listen to him on Shakaina Radio, uh, a local radio station in Chingola. And uh, radio when, uh, in we're having the, the, the program on radio, like today I was there in the morning, 11 uh-huh. to 12. Uh, I also do live streaming on Facebook. Okay. That's yeah. good. So on your, on your personal page? From the, on my personal page, yes. Mm. So I would, I would advertise the day before, the Saturday, introduce the topic, the um, uh, frequency of the radio, as well as the, the time. And then the following day, I, I go live on, the, on Facebook. And I'm okay. getting feedback from uh, the UK, from the US, from South Africa. Um, yeah, so that's how it's, it's, it's happening. All right. Excellent. Dr. Lungo, we shall definitely be pushing, and uh, this is not uh, uh, the first or the last, and we shall definitely be pushing. Yeah. And uh, the, we haven't even talked about the books you have written and the other things you are doing. <laughs> we shall have a show, yeah. another show on that. Uh, everybody, uh-huh. Shadrach Lungo, orthopedic consultant and a trauma surgeon. Uh, next week, we might be talking to one of these two people there. Yeah. A chief electoral commissioner, whatever his new title is, or uh-huh. bishop or tele, tele, telephone or telephone phone. One of the two. One of the two. We shall be doing, right. depending on who we manage to get. Um, everybody, uh-huh. let's go back in as we go to uh, open forum with Roger. A lot of things to talk about there. Dr. Lungu, thank you. And uh, Thank you for we, hosting me. Hmm. Yes, we look forward, like my colleague has said, please do some YouTube stuff. We promote and push you. Uh, this is a very much needed area of the medical uh, area that, that is needed in the community. Thank you. Thank you very much, and a good day. Excellent. Have a good day. Everybody, that's our show today. Dr. Shadet Lungo, orthopedic consultant and trauma surgeon based in Chingola. So you don't need to go to South Africa for your surgery. Go to Chimbola. Let's go back in for open forum. Never die. Oh, baby, baby, you too sweet. I beg you, dance to the lagwaja. Make a take you to Pabalata. If I oh, baby, baby, you too sweet. I'm a baby dancing. 